data-driven, ambitious, and love all things marketing? I'm Emma. I've dabbled in all marketing channels in my career. And my passion? Providing my team with the tools to be the superstars. So, I'm making a podcast to share everything I've learned along the way, from my bachelor's internships to early career in marketing to becoming head of international marketing by age 29. Plus, everything I wish my 20-year-old self had known. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, get your snacks ready to go, and let's do this. Hello! Today's podcast is going to be slightly different. So usually I teach something in terms of just very matter of fact, but I'm going to weave in a previous experience, talk you through my lessons, what I learnt, and give a bit of a story time, give you my highlights, give you my lowlights things that I've not spoken about before in terms of getting a result in a maybe different way than you're expecting. So before I get started, I just want to say that if you are one of those lovely, amazing people that have left me a review, thank you, thank you, thank you. It makes such a difference. It gets me seen by even more eyeballs. So if you've not left me a review yet, please do. I don't actually know if you can do it on Spotify, but if you go over to Apple, you can. And there's a couple of other sites that do it as well if you listen on one of those ones. I'm going to tell you how some marketing tactics that I employed helped to grow. We're talking ticket sales today. Sorry, I should say ticket sales. I'm doing ticket sales in sport. And this was very specifically when I used to work in cricket. So we're going to go through some of the tactics that I used to grow our under 18s attendance by 27%, which was the highest out of all the clubs in the UK. Also, how I helped to get the club to climb 10 places in overall match day experience to be rated second in the country. And I'm saying I helped because everything's a team effort from the marketing team, the ops team, everything. But I'm going to tell you some of the things that I brought in specifically and how they sort of slot into everything, as well as winning two nominations for Business of Cricket Awards for inspiring fan loyalty and for welcoming families. And I was so disappointed, side note here, that I never won any of them. So the two years in a row, I went to the Business of Cricket Awards. I think each year I was nominated for two different awards and each year I lost every single one and I was so disappointed. (laughs) People like, oh, it doesn't matter. And to me, I was like, I really wanted to win. But that's because I'm very, very competitive. So yeah, I'm going to talk you through some of the ways that we achieved those results. So I've gone to the very end there and I'm going to talk you back to the beginning of where it all started. I was brought in as T20 project manager and then I moved on to being a marketing manager. But at the very, very beginning, my problem statement that I was given was how to increase ticket revenue. That's like the whole point of pretty much it's sponsorship and ticket sales. They're like the most two key things when you're in professional sports. And my area was how to increase ticket sales to cricket games, to grow the audience. And they were very specific saying, we don't want to attract more, not that we don't want to attract more cricket people, but we already have a good, they already had a good solid core match day attendance for cricket fans. So how could I attract and grow the audience to non-cricket fans? So to me, this was not easy, but it was more relatable and more, 
I felt like I was on the front foot going in because I personally was not a cricket fan. And so I wouldn't have known how to attract cricket fans if I'd have tried. So that probably would have been even more difficult to attract them. So before I jumped right into the marketing and was like, okay, let me just get this out into the world and just try and get some ticket sales. Because obviously, new job, you're given your problem statement of what you, as a marketing manager, whatever your position is, as a marketing team, what you need to achieve, you're like, wanna rush and do it. And I had to be like, take a step back. Okay, so what possible different audiences could we potentially attract? And there was a whole bunch that didn't make the shortlist, but the shortlist was families, corporate, groups of like friends, university students, and I think that was it, and under 18s. So they were, well, families and under 18s. So before I could go any further, because I was like, okay, great, I've got my audiences, let's go, let me go and market them. Obviously, I was very, very new to this whole sort of world, and I was like, oh wait, I don't actually know what I'm marketing, because the schedule hadn't come out. So couldn't go off and market these matches, because there was no games to market. So I had to wait, and I remember it was like a cold November evening, everybody waited after work to get the schedule of what our schedule was going to be and all the people that had been there longer than me and knew cricket and knew you know the ins and the outs were all like we want Thursday or Friday night games because of course the Thursday and Friday night games you're going to get the workers from the city you're going to get groups in and you're going to have a really really good atmosphere and I was like oh I kind of want some Sunday games I don't know why maybe because I just love a weekend and thought that we were going to have more hours in the day if we did a Sunday game because it would be a Sunday afternoon game versus if we had like a Friday night we wouldn't have as much time to play with in terms of what we could do from an experience point of view so I cannot remember the numbers but I remember that people were groaning when we got our schedule because I think we had three or four Sundays and I was like yay we have Sundays I can do things with them really really excited so once we got the schedule, I then like split it up into, okay, if we had a Thursday or Friday night game, who would be the audience that was going to those games? Not just like mutually exclusive. And I don't mean, okay, only someone that's working in the city on a Thursday night can come to a Thursday night game. No, I absolutely do not mean that at all. And I wouldn't say that there wasn't a whole bunch of different audiences there, but it was where like, where's my low hanging fruit in terms of where I can really, really focus the marketing dollars that we have to spend. So I did that for every single game and it sort of worked out pretty much how you'd expect. If there was a Sunday game, I was gonna focus it on under 18s and I was gonna focus it on families more specifically because you don't market to under 18s you market to families and moms very more specifically when I did this marketing a couple years ago now the research that we did found that moms were mostly the decision makers in family days out and so a lot of our marketing on our Sundays went towards the mom sort of marketing channels and I'll go into that in a second and then I looked at all of the games and it's very very similar to how I would make a marketing plan for anything else I looked at all of them i put an audience attributed to each one of the games. And then say there was a game that was like a Tuesday, I was like, okay, we're gonna have to sort of do that one as a slightly more dud game because it's a Tuesday night, it's a bit in between all of the audiences. And so the marketing spend that I had, I would sort of use the less amount towards a Tuesday game, just as an example, because you only have certain amount of marketing spend and you don't wanna necessarily put it equal because you might not put all of your games as equal. So going back to marketing to the moms, firstly, it was 
it's easier to do event marketing in 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 my opinion because you know your geographical sort of footprint that you're looking at so maybe you draw like an hour drive or train like around where the stadium or the event is and then unless it's saying like the commonwealth games where yes it's going to be bigger because you're going to have bigger budgets and people are going to fly in specifically but if you're just doing like local marketing it's actually so much easier because you go okay this is the circle of like postcodes that could potentially come that's what i'm going to vote well i'm more likely to come that's what i'm going to focus on marketing efforts then you break it down a step further okay on sunday games we want to target moms okay where are the moms hanging out at the time facebook was so prevalent so it was facebook it was mom bloggers much more like mom bloggers at that time gosh i'm really showing my age versus more they were more considered bloggers and mom influencers i would definitely say like a couple years after that's when it was really like you wouldn't necessarily call them a blogger but at that point there was things like Momsnet, um which was really really big in writing versus and there was a couple of youtubers yeah but there wasn't really people like on instagram that would be just like a mom influencer now huge and i've used mom influencers since but i didn't use them at this time and then a couple of other things like what to do with kids in summer holidays those kinds of blogs anything like that where you know that you'd get high readership and that you would feature and it would be relevant all those kinds of places we were seeding the cricket. Now, what I wanna say here is that what the actual content contained in terms of getting the families to the games. Now, this is really, really important because as a marketing team, you can't just go off and be like, spouting all of these things to just try and get the moms to come because if the moms come and then what you've spouted off in your marketing is not what the experience that they have that is going to do your brand more harm than good and that is an absolute huge huge no-no so before you go off and do your marketing you need to check with whoever the team is and say in a stadium it's most likely going to be your ops team and it's saying okay this is everything that we want to do can we do it so i'm talking about really simple things right like let's make what's important to a family so this is what we so let me step back a second so i'd go okay if i was a mum and i was coming to a game what would i want to know i would want to know where the parking is i would want to know is it picnic friendly i would want to know how much of the tickets i would want to know is there a push chair drop off zone what is the toilet situation like? All of those things. And so one, I made sure that we aligned with ops, that we could do all those things, that they could have picnics, what the rules were, what the weren't were, could we make a push chair drop off? All of those important things. And we had a very golden ticket in fact that kids went free. So that was like our leading marketing message was kids go free. So that was really helpful. We had it on a magazine cover actually in Birmingham where it was like, kids go free. One year, which was really helpful from a marketing perspective but it meant that when they came if we convinced them to come out for a Sunday day out that everything that we were saying in the pre-match day marketing happened on the day and not only does it harm your brand if you don't do it it's more thinking about the other things as well so one, they're not going to come back. So your cost per acquisition is always going to be increasing, increasing because you're not getting anybody returning. And two, that absolute gold dust that we're looking for, for that word of mouth marketing and that recommendation to other moms and other families was just not going to happen. So every single thing that I put out from a marketing perspective, I made sure, I know I've just said it, but I'm going to say it again. I made sure it was 
possible to do it. And that is relevant for every single industry across every single marketing thing. If you're asked to put something out on your marketing channels, I firmly believe it's my biggest bugbear that your marketing is meant to be a like a window into the company or the content. And so it needs to be authentic if you wanna not damage your brand is like the obviously the most extreme but on the other hand it's like what results can you get in terms of increasing your revenue etc on like the more positive side so that was just a really good example of how that works in the world of life sports as well as making sure that we were going and finding the people in the places so i've just given you the example of how i was targeting moms from a marketing perspective in different channels so then on the Thursdays and Fridays they'd be slightly different we wouldn't necessarily be targeting Facebook or mom bloggers to get those in but we'd be looking at more sort of Google in the city any corporate comms that were going out much more looking at sort of Twitter and Instagram where they were hanging out and as well as there was any like group websites making sure that we were on them where people were like trying to find fun like stag do's or hen do's in the city that we were also featured. Once we'd figured out, okay, so this is like the marketing package, I would say to the different audiences, we then had to make sure that the experience on the day was really geared to our audience that were coming. And so on Thursdays or Friday nights, say you wouldn't open the stadium super, super early, but then because people are literally coming from work and the game's starting straight away but then like after you might have a live band playing you might have a beer festival some things that would be really fun for them and are more relevant to that audience but then on a Sunday there we opened the ground earlier and we introduced things like a kids activity park there was like a treasure hunt around the ground where kids could get get stuck in that's such a British expression sorry to my American listeners (laughs) it means sort of I don't know, how do you say get stuck in? Like, it means like get, like get involved. And it was like, it made it a bit more interactive. There was obviously things like going on within the stadium themselves, like t-shirts, face painting, etc. But then there was a couple of like small details that probably literally nobody noticed, but I like made sure. So I used to have to write the script for the overs so once a cricket was in between overs I think it's called oh my god I'm the worst person who talk about cricket so say okay the over's gone and they're switching bowlers there would be like an interlude and so it would either be like an advert or it could be music and so the music that was played on Sundays was a lot more kid friendly I slipped in some Disney music etc but then on like a Thursday it would be a lot more like bangers it would be much more like geared to a sort of older crowd and probably literally nobody noticed but we made those very small tweaks depending on who was the majority of our audience and I know that there's not going to be everybody in the stadium but it was trying to really give those games identities to different audiences so that we would really grow in that core audience to grow our ticket sales and it showed in the stats that we had record stats uh, record ticket sales for that year. One of my highlight, which quickly turned into a low light, was the second season I was there. I was like, how can we do a really cool like opening day? So I was like, I know, let's get parachuters to come on the pitch and deliver the match ball to our mascot. 
And so we arranged it all. It wasn't actually that expensive, which was incredible because they were part of the army or the RAF, can't remember which one. Army, I think it was. They have like smoke on their feet um, and we made them like brand colors. Really, really cool. Well, what they have to do is they have to put smoke to like guide them onto the stadium. The smoke went on top of the stadium and they were guided in and my one rule from the whole company was Emma they cannot land on the test wicket and I was like of course not gonna land on the test wicket they're professionals highly trained professionals there was like six of them they all come in I hold my breath as all of them go over it the second to last one I know what you're thinking you think he's gonna land on the test wicket he doesn't land on the test wicket I held my breath he went over it he was far too close to comfort but he was fine he wasn't on the test wicket so I was like, yay, amazing, like clapping on the sideline, like so happy with myself that we'd pulled this off. And then the fire alarm went off. And I was like, oh no, the fire alarm's gone off. But thinking in my head, like, but my bit's done, like it's fine. Not realising that it was linked to the parachuters because the smoke on the roof to guide them in had been sucked into the vents. And so there was smoke in all of the hospitality. And oh my gosh. So like the the fire alarms are going off, the tannoy was. Luckily, the ops team and the safety team are incredible. They realised really, really quickly what was going on and it was all sorted in a matter of 30 seconds, hopefully, to a minute. But it was like the longest 30 seconds of my life. I was literally like, no. <laughs> I'd convinced everyone that it was going to be such a fun opening and then everybody was like, what's going on? But luckily, it was sorted very, very quickly. But my highlight quickly, quickly turned into my low light. And... I learned so much sort of throughout this time and I'll definitely go into more different things that we did in terms of like emails and using our data. I really, really learned a lot about how to use your data well in terms of growing audience lists, going emails, tailoring experiencing, tailoring the website, tailoring information just in general to what people want to know to really help that makes a really, really key difference to growing your revenue long term because I think that sometimes you think marketing you're just trying to get that ticket sale once you've got that ticket sale job's done you're all sorted it's actually when you think of things for long term it's actually so much more about like the actual match day experience as well as that just that ticket sale because getting that person to turn into from an attendee into a fan is your ultimate goal and once you do that, it brings your cost per acquisition down. As I said, they're going to be telling people, recommending people. You then don't need to go and spend any more money to get them back. And so you can focus on growing, getting that that dollar that you spent getting them in for the first time. You can now go and spend it on somebody else. And can you see how, how quickly that can then really, really compact, combine, compound, that's the word, compound. And you can really grow just from thinking that your marketing is linked with your matchday experience. And so I learned so much there. I thought that when I came in and I was like very confused because I was like, am I activation or am I marketing? And I quickly learned that I was both. And it absolutely had to be that way because they are so, so interlinked. You can't have a match day experience, but then your marketing team are marketing to a whole different audience that is not going to enjoy what's going on. And so that is for sure the fundamental. If it is a different team, then they need to be talking so, so close. But I definitely learned so many things, including do not put a smoke signal on the roof of a stadium where they have vents on. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I hope you enjoyed this podcast. It was slightly different to usual, but I just wanted to share a bit more of my career story. If you have a specific podcast or a specific area where you want me to tell you a story about something that's happened to me or there's something that you want me to teach, please drop me a DM on my Instagram or marketing nuggets because I would love to feature a podcast on something that you guys request. But until then, have an amazing week, whatever you are doing, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to my Marketing Nuggets podcast. I've been your host, Emma, and I will catch you next time. Bye for now.